and welcome to the Husband World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case, and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, not only for the show, but in life, my wife, Mindy Case. Hi, it's good to be here. Glad to be back. Yeah, I'm glad that you could join us. Uh, it's uh, it's going to be fun. So, Mindy, you know around our house that it is cold and flu season, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> we, Most people know that by now. But we've experienced a little bit of that at home as well. One uh, of us more than the other. One, one of us more than the other. We're not going to say who that is. But when you have a respiratory virus, like a cold or a flu, it's understandable that you want to do all that you can to feel better as soon as possible, right? Mm-hmm. I think that works for all of us. It turns out that there is a hack making the rounds on TikTok that claims to do just that. To uh, stop our hacking? There's a hack there's to a stop hack the hack? To stop the hacking. It is a little questionable, but I'm wondering if you have seen it. I know that you spend some time on TikTok. Probably more than I should. Not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I know you spend some time on TikTok. A slew of people on TikTok swear that onion water Ooh. can help with the symptoms of colds and flu. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. That's not something that you've seen. Okay. So the question is, is it legitimate? I found an article on prevention. You're drinking the onion water or just drinking it by your bed? No, drinking the <laughs> onion water is what they say. That's what they're saying is the uh, is the, the cure-all. So I found this article on prevention. It's called, Should You Drink Onion Water When You Have a Cold or the Flu? Experts Weigh In. Okay. So let's hear what the experts have to say, right? Generally speaking, the experts agree that the claims that drinking onion water will wipe out all your cold and flu symptoms don't really have any scientific basis. Does that surprise you? No, not at all. Not at all, right? So not, that's not overly surprising. However, you get into an onion soup and put croutons and some cheese on it. Yeah, and some maybe some seasonings, yeah. vegetables, things like I, that. I think I could drink it then. <laughs> I think that most of us... Uh, would prefer that <laughs> to the just plain onion water, right? So Carrie uh, Gans, who is a registered dietitian, says that onions are packed with nutrients uh, that include powerful antioxidants such as vitamin C, quercetin, B vitamins, potassium. Um, so there are some benefits to onions, mm-hmm. but just drinking it with onion water, they're saying is not necessarily going to help you. Well, I, I did hear this. This is one thing I've heard outside of TikTok a long time ago in the olden days, they used to cut an onion in half and put it in your house if you were sick, because it was supposed to absorb the germs. And so leading us into today, they say, don't leave a cut onion in your fridge for too long because it does still apparently absorb things. So Mm. it's not very healthy to do that. At least that's what I've heard. So Interesting. I don't know if maybe it's coming off of that. Possibly, possibly. It it seems like that aspect is not making the rounds on TikTok, but, um, but yeah, I, I had, I had not heard that. So it seems to me like that would just make your house smell like onions, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, um, onions, onions do indeed have some, uh, some benefits, not necessarily the benefits that they're claiming on TikTok. So, uh, in addition to the vitamins and the minerals, um, they've done some research on the quercetin that is found in vitamins in, in, excuse me, the onions. And it shows that it does help reduce inflammation. It does inhibit the growth of bacteria and support the immune uh, system. And onions have also been associated with a decrease in cholesterol as well as blood pressure. So there are some good things going on, but uh, Dr. Gans also says that uh, there's limited conclusive scientific studies that support that onion water 
will help a mm. cough or the congestion. Uh, I think it's a stretch to say that drinking onion water will magically make you feel better. That's according to Dr. Willie. Maybe you're drinking onion Schaffner. water tonight, honey. We're going to see. We're gonna going to test it out. To. Yeah, I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, there are some uh, some benefits to drinking water, they say. So if you have a cold or that flu, then being hydrated makes a lot of sense. And anything you can do to keep your fluid intake up will help you if you have a cold. So oh, you forgot to mention one more thing about onions. If you put them in between bread and a hamburger, it tastes really good. Yeah. That was actually the last thing I was going to oh, say. No, I'm just sorry. I'm I, just kidding. No, I took you, you, you didn't let the cat out of the bag on that one. That is true. Um, but yeah, onion water doesn't seem to be the, the uh, thing that they're saying that it is, but onions themselves aren't bad for you. They're good for you. And to take a look at, uh, including them into your diet is certainly good. They do say though, that uh, going back to drinking the fluids, drinking plenty of liquids when you're sick will help keep your mucous membranes moist and keep mucus flowing, which lowers the odds that you'll feel overly congested. Mm. So not the onion water, but the water is a good thing. Uh, if onion water isn't going to help you feel better, then the question is, what is going to help you feel better? And uh, if you suspect that you have the flu, it's recommended that you talk to your doctor about getting tested. If you come up positive for the flu, you may be eligible to take Tamiflu, which can help lower the odds that you'll develop serious complications of the flu and may even shorten the course of your illness. Uh, once again, the most important thing is to keep up your fluids. That's what the experts say. Uh, doctors suggest focusing more on water, fruit juice, and broths. You mentioned the onion soup, which is a, a great option, while minimizing caffeinated beverages and alcohol, since these can dehydrate you. Hmm. Uh, the doctors also recommend having a soothing warm beverage like tea with honey or chicken or vegetable broth. Um, if you have a fever and feel achy, experts say that the best thing is acetaminophen or ibuprofen, which may help you to feel better. Uh, if you want to try treating it on the more natural side, they say taking a nice warm shower in the morning can help um, loosen, loosen up, up your, your nose memories. and your throat and things like that. So there are a few things that you can do. There's no actual cure for the common cold, but there are some things that you can do to make yourself feel better. So in this cold and flu season, a few things to keep in mind. Yep. Good to know. So uh, today's guest, Mindy, is another one of our amazing athletes. Michael Smith is a first-year athlete at the Games, but after a 42-year hiatus, he has returned to the pool and is currently in the middle of his sixth year of training and competitions within the Senior Games, U.S. Masters Swimming, and the YMCA organizations. Wow. So, Michael, wel welcome to the show. <laughs> Hi, and thanks for having me. So what do you think? Are you Have you bought into the TikTok phenomenon of drinking onion water when you have a cold? I cannot say I have. <laughs> that, that has not been <laughs> a part Superman. of He doesn't get cold. <laughs> He's above that. For sure. For sure. Well, Michael, we're, we're, we want to wish you welcome and uh, glad for the opportunity to, to visit with you. So swimming is your sport. And uh, as I just mentioned, you say that you took about a 42-year hiatus from the sport. I, I'm wondering, did you did you swim competitively as a youth, or was it something you just did recreationally? I did swim as a youth. Um, they built a pool, a public pool in my hometown when I was about nine years old, and they started a swim team right away. And it was very popular then in the 70s. There were uh, pools popping up everywhere, and we had a lot of teams competing, and um, you had to... Uh, you had to decide in the wintertime, you know, what you want to do if you're going to continue with high school sports or if there was no indoor pools except for the YMCA. So and and where are you it. from, Mike? Uh, Portsmouth, Ohio. Okay. Originally a Buckeye. Okay. okay. We live in Tampa now. 
And but um, it, it was interesting because uh, there were about 150 kids on the YMCA team, and we had our own traveling bus and the whole bit. So you had to make the cut to ride the bus, and wow, we had a great time. But I swam competitively for about 10 years. Um, never had any real instruction, just good community leaders that wanted to help out and you know do the right thing for the kids. And uh, even when I went to college for my freshman year. Uh, the guy that recruited me for Division Three, uh, when I got there, he had left for the University of Washington football, and the assistant football coach became our swim coach. And on the first day of practice, he let us know that he didn't <clears throat> he didn't know anything about swimming. <laughs> <laughs> At least he was honest, right? At least he was upfront. He was. So it's a it's been a huge learning curve, but uh, yeah, definitely some sure. fun stories. So then, so then you swam in in uh, re- competitively as a youth, but you did take a break. Was there a specific reason, or just life came along? Life came along with family obligations, um, logistics, timing. Just uh, didn't work out. But I kept swimming recreationally, not, okay. not training per se, just recreationally. And and uh, when I went back to it, I had been training in my eight yard pool here, and I joined a a team in St. Petersburg Master Swim Club and. And they're 45 minutes away. So I trained on my own still for the last yeah. five and a half years. But uh, so there's a lot of discipline that comes out of that. But you have a lot of, of epiphanies. But um, I've been training my eight yard, eight yard pool and I thought I was ready for a meet and I was chomping mm-hmm. at the bit. So I'm, uh, I'm alongside an international or a uh, current USMS All-American in my first event. And I was, it was the breaststroke. And when I dove in, I did a belly smacker start. Oh. And, and uh, my mind went blank and I came up swimming right away with no underwaters. And uh, it's like, it was just a real eye opener. It's like, wow, this isn't going to be as routine as I is. Yeah. <laughs> the muscle memory wasn't there at that time, it, right then. It definitely wasn't. In fact, uh, when the coach says you might want to warm up and I went over and I dipped my goggles below the line and it's a 50 meter course that, that I had chosen to start. Yeah, And uh, as I looked at the other end, I thought, wow, this used to be second nature, but that looks like a long way. Maybe oh, I should have waited until short course season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, um, you know, you jumped in, you had this, this kind of uh, re-entry into the sport that maybe wasn't what you had hoped for, but what was it that brought you back? What, when did you wake up and say, hey, I think I'm going to jump back into the pool and be a competitive swimmer. What, what was that motivation there? It. um in my freshman year, I got most improved and most valuable uh, freshman, and I I had an opportunity to earn some money, and I thought that that's the whole point of going to college. I was the first one for my family to go to college. And so as a result of that, it's like, well, what do I need college for? Went to the, do the job, and a year later, you're not doing it. It's the first mistake of your adult life, and you got to go back and pay that pittance later and, yeah. and uh, get your degrees. But um, it, it just felt like unfinished business. I just wish I would have stayed until I peaked and understood what that was because my times are still coming down and, and uh, mm-hmm. some, some great swims, but um, that's, that's really, is always in the back of my mind. And when I started, and especially when we moved to Florida and the proximity and, and there's several teams around here and you can swim year round out outdoors and, and uh, empty nesters. So all, everything started lining up. Perfect storm for a, for a swimming comeback. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like there were a lot of things that just fell into place for you that allowed you uh, an easy entry back into the world, even though, as you said, maybe your first competition was a little, uh, uh, went a little unexpected. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, what is your, what are your swims that you prefer to do? Which, which strokes are your favorite strokes? ones? Yeah. I'm a pure sprinter. So, you know, I always like the, the route of gains topic of 
fastest man on earth or the 50 free, you know, so you, mm-hmm. I'm a 50 free guy and uh, I like butterfly. Those are my favorites. And then okay. uh, breaststroke's my third. And that ends up being a lot of things. I'm, you know, a lot of events I'm doing these days, but um, doing everything but backstroke. And I'm, I'm going to actually add that in this next season. So, oh, these so are the epiphanies. yeah, these are the epiphanies and the things you start figuring out. And uh, because you train on your own, you, you recognize a lot of things about yourself. And my wife is fantastic that she does the videos and the pictures and all those things yeah. help you tremendously. Well, that's good. I think with you, her support, I feel like that helped you to, to get in and keep going strong. I think if your family's involved and wants and wants to see you succeed, it just makes it so much funner to get, make kind of a family affair. She really enjoys it and she's great at it. She's, she handles all, all the travel and, you know, scheduling and, um, she just keeps everything in line for me. All I have to do is compete. She's she's got the hard jobs. So where are some of the places that you've traveled to swim? We've done the that's how we got into the senior games, actually. Every time we came to Florida to visit, we want to move here years ago. Uh, and we've traversed the US a couple of times and living in various states from here to the West Coast. But by the same token, um, every time we came here, we'd we'd blow a couple of days of vacation time trying to figure out how to stay. And it's like we've yeah. got to get a better plan than that. But um, we, in the senior games, once I started competing, I, I saw that uh, Florida has 24 of those, and we always vacation in the same spot, either St. Pete or Siesta Key. So it's like, wow, we could do these senior games, tack on an extra day, meet some new folks, you know, compete, and then hang out and see what the, the area has to offer. Yeah. And so we've been all over the state of Florida, and we went to the, uh, the first nationals at uh, New Mexico for the senior games. Yeah, in Albuquerque. Yeah, I'm on the 53 out there, and I was super by 300s, and I, I was super excited about mm-hmm. that. And uh, so we spent some time out there in Albuquerque, stayed an extra three or four days. And, and same when we came to the Huntsman Games, uh, stayed extra three or four days so we could explore the area. But that be kinda, it became our MO on, on how to do it. It's like, let's go compete, meet some new folks. And, and we see these folks all over the circuit as yeah. we go rounds through these events. But that's, Now they're your friends, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I think in 2019, it took me about three years to really get on track to where I would be comfortable saying I felt like I was in the group. Yeah. But we did 10 competitions in three states and, and moved around a lot. So we got a lot out of it. You know, that's one of the great things about senior sports as well as master sports. And you mentioned the U.S. master swimming and um, you know, even YMCA to some degree, but senior sports in particular, it, there are so many opportunities to compete and every, every state does it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You're there in Florida. You mentioned that there are 24 different senior games. Florida has this incredible network of local games where people can just jump in and compete and swimming is one of many sports that they offer. Uh, here in Utah, we only have one real senior event that happens during the year. Uh, but it still is an opportunity for people. If, like you said, uh, Michael, if you want to travel, that they can come and do that. And then, of course, the national senior games happens every other year. Um, Albuquerque was a great example. We just had one there in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida this year. And because of COVID and catching up, we're going to go, uh, back to back with the national senior games and have an event out in Pittsburgh. But there are. Yeah, next year in 2023. But there are so many opportunities to compete if you'll keep your eyes open and do a little bit of research and and find them. And then, Michael, like you said, and this is this is across the board, regardless of your sport. Um, 
you see the same people where you go, you know, and especially those that are at a high level, like, like you are people that are out there winning, they get on that circuit, they get out there, they find those opportunities to compete, but just as importantly, they find opportunities to connect with people and those friends become your family. And you look forward to those opportunities to be together. Wouldn't you say that's true? Oh, absolutely. And that's a big part of it. And that's one of the things I liked about the senior games. It's, it's a, it's a more comfortable and relaxed atmosphere. Absolutely. And, uh, and you always meet new folks and coming in and, and you see a new face and yeah, you welcome them in and then, and you talk for a little bit and then they got a lot of questions and then you're off and running. So we just met a couple couple from Ohio and Wisconsin at the last uh, Florida state games here two weeks ago. And uh, when we were in Huntsman, we met some folks from Arizona and from California, you know, out there. So it's a, People are really open and there's good folks in swimming. And I hear people talking about, you know, the medals don't, don't matter, but I can tell you that the swimming group is a very competitive group. <laughs> it matters. <laughs> it matters because if you put, it depends on how much effort you put into it. You yeah. want something commensurate with your effort. Yeah. You want well, for sure. That. For sure. I mean, and we say this all the time and it's true. Like people say that the medals don't matter, but I mean, they do matter. Like, of course they matter. Of course they matter. Like that's the reason that you're coming and you're, you're striving to do your best. But just like what you also said, Michael is so true. And that is that it is a much more relaxed atmosphere. It's like, you know, the, the buzzer goes off and you jump in the pool, like everybody's going as hard as they can. There's no question about that. But once you get out of the pool, it's like, we're all friends, you know? And so many times I hear athletes comment on how, uh, other athletes are so willing to share their successes and, mm-hmm. and the, you know, let me help you with that stroke. Or if you just did this a little bit, you'd cut off a few hundredths of a second. And, yeah. and like you said, Michael, a hundredths of a second matters mm-hmm. in swimming. Like you, you, you won that, uh, that gold medal by three one hundredths of a second. Right. And so everybody's just willing to help. And there's just a feeling of camaraderie and friendship that permeates throughout the senior games movement and certainly within the sport of swimming as well. well. And what I think is so spectacular is you said you took several years, 40 years off, maybe probably yeah, to, have your, to, to have your family. Now you say you're an empty nester and, you know, my grandparents, I would visit them and they're watching Lawrence Welk and, you know, your kids are out of the home and you're out touring, but not only touring, seeing the beautiful country that we live in, you are competing, which is so huge. It's like, it's an amazing thing for your kids and possibly grandkids to look at you and say, look, he is a prime example of the kind of person I want to be. What your body can still do, even though you had a 40 year break, you came back and you're winning medals and you're like, it's, it's awe inspiring to me. I appreciate that. I know that uh, Jack LaLanne, I remember my mom having him on when I'd get ready for school and he was like the uh, low economic uh, fitness guru. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know Jack LaLanne. hilarious to watch, but I lived in LA when I, and, and went down to uh, Marina Del Rey when he pulled his family at 70 years old and lined them up on boats and had ropes in between them and, and tied them around his chest and was pulling his family through the harbors. <laughs> like, I want to be like Jack LaLanne. Yeah. Such but, a good uh, example. But I read a lot of great stories about a lot of great people, how they've overcome tremendous health issues to do that. And I can't say that I've had that, but I am thankful to God for just to be able to be fit at this age and to be able to compete at a high level. I'm really thankful for that. 
So, Michael, you talked about your first experience and, and, you know, the, the mind going blank and looking at that 50 meter pool and thinking, wow, that's a long ways away. Um, I think we all experience some level of intimidation, regardless of the sport, when we step onto that field of competition. I'm wondering if you have like a really great memory that stands out in all the comp- competing that you've done in the, in the senior movement the last six years. What's one that just really stands out as one that you'd like to tell your grandkids one day? There's probably one in uh, high school, my last event in high school, and probably one of the senior games. But it was uh, the senior games was actually a, a Rowdy Gaines event. He does the uh, championships every year in October. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was an International Hall of Famer and a USMS and a couple guys from my team, and a 37-year-old, and, and it's uh, the 25-meter sprint. So they do a, a fun 25-meter there. And uh, we were all in the same heat, and I won that heat in lane mm-hmm. one. And I was, I was super charged out of it because what set the stage for that for me was my last, um, in high school, my last event, I was seated 11th in the 53 at the regionals out of three states. And uh, I was in lane one, the next to last heat. And yeah. I turned in my time and only one guy in the last heat beat me by, again, three hundredths of a second. Wow. But I got the silver medal. But that set the stage for me to you can win in lane one. Just because you're <laughs> in the outside lane doesn't mean you're 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 destined for that. You can win wherever you are. I love it. I love it. That's awesome. We've got about, I don't know, a minute and a half left. What would you say to somebody who was in your shoes, someone who's, you know, maybe competed as a youth, uh, took a bunch of time off to raise a family, have a professional career, um, thinking about maybe jumping back in, but on the fence, what would you say to that person? I usually use the Henry Ford quote at that stage and say, if you think you can, or you think you can't, you're right. But uh, yeah. if you think you can, take the, take the opportunity. There's, I've tried to live life with as few regrets as possible. And there's a huge difference be- between saying, I could have, because you were right there, and I did. It's just yeah. a tremendous difference between the two. So yeah. I always want to default to, I did do that, and here's my result, or here's my story. So that would be, that'd be my encouragement. Step out in faith and make it happen. I love it. I love it. How has swimming made your life better? Um, I've always been a fairly disciplined person and uh, I'm very regimented. I'm very goal oriented. Uh, I've already laid out my goals for swimming goals for next year. And I'm excited about the things I'm working on to get there, but it just kind of spills over into every, every area of your life, no matter what you do um, and, and the way you go about your day, the way that you, uh, treat your friends, the the engagements that you have, the the meetings that you have. It just spills over into all areas. Okay. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And we we see that so much among our senior athletes and the experiences that they have. It's it is in so many ways life changing and life affirming, and it's just worth doing it. I mean, you know, overcome the fear, overcome the anxiety, overcome the the uh, insecurities, give it a shot. And I think that you'll find that the, the benefits outweigh any of those, yeah. any of those challenges. And Mindy, I think can attest to that. She competed for the very first time it in the Huntsville terrifying. world senior games this year. Fantastic. Scary. It was my first year and Kyle got the job 16 years ago. So I knew when I turned 50, I would be competing and it seemed so far away. So I was like, sure. And then here I am at 50, it was the, the scariest thing was getting online and signing up. It, that was by far more scary than the event. Like showing up was still scary and doing it, but 
putting yourself out there and typing in your profile and saying, okay, here's my sports and putting it in was scary. But, you know, I liked what you said. You can either be there and do it or be there and not do it. And I did it and it was, it was fulfilling and it was really fun. Well, that's congratulations. That's, that's great challenge. Thanks. Glad to hear you're doing it. You're both an inspiration to me and I can't wait uh, for a couple of years when I'm mm-hmm. able to compete as well. But Michael, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the very best in your upcoming meets and we hope to see you out in St. George again sometime soon. Thank you much. Swim hard. Swim hard. I love it. Good stuff there. Yeah. yeah. It's fun. Uh, very, very cool. Just a couple of things to wrap us up here. Now is a great time to visit seniorgames.net. If you're wondering how the games went overall, one of the best places to get an overall picture is to peruse through the results. And all of our results are available online for all of our 35 different sports. If you want to see your name in print, if you're an athlete, mm-hmm. that's the place Check to go. Check out your competition for next if year. You're if you're next year's, up, you next need to find out what's in there. <laughs> that's the place to do it, seniorgames.net. In addition, we've got 15 different news broadcast style videos that focus on various aspects of the game. So it gives you a great overview of what the games are all about and uh, just an opportunity to relive some of the memories as well. So once again, seniorgames.net is the place to go. We want to remind you to tune in live next and every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. Mountain Time on AM 1450 or FM 93.1 for the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. We take this live show and we turn it into a podcast and you can subscribe anywhere that podcasts are found. If you are listening by podcast, take a moment, give us a rating, write a quick review. You can do that on your iPhone by just scrolling down to the bottom of your Apple Podcasts app and then shooting us some stars there. And then, of course, you can find this in previous shows right on our website once again seniorgames.net so check that out today's inspirational thought comes from canadian author bob proctor and he says don't be a victim of negative self-talk remember you are listening Mm -hmm. until next thursday stay active